And I'm Vanessa, <laughs> and welcome to No Filters, No Fears no Podcast. podcast. As you saw, today's elephant is a three. So, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit serious. It's a little bit serious. Yeah. It's warming up. It's warming up. We decided to, like, when we came back season three, like, okay, we're going to ease up into it. Uh, season three, level five. No, no, no. Suavecito. No, no. Little by little, because, you know, we don't want to scare everybody away. We're warming ourselves up, too. But... Today's episode, season three, episode three. How deep is your footprint? Hi, Danny. Hi, mommy. Hello, everybody. You guys are you guys are are early. I like this. Hello, early birds. How deep is your love? Oh no, how deep is your footprint? Yeah, if we had um, you know, our music playlist, you know, that could have been the song. No, nobody. I need see that's that is a thing that we actually did not put. What the um like that we didn't do a, a what is it a ta- not a tally like a we asked people about the calendar we asked we need we're gonna ask you guys about the playlist. No, if you yeah, let us know now. Krisha was the only one who voted through comments. <laughs> Danny's like, Danny, you want the playlist? I don't know. I guess everybody wants a playlist. Fine, I'll put the playlist back. Jeez. <laughs> um, we, who doesn't love music? Raise your hands. I mean, come on. But no, but I there wasn't the traffic wasn't no, happening. There was no. no this was this was actually the song that I used for for the video. So we'll have a, a lull, a little video on the bottom while we start to talk about this. For the for the for the We'll see, I'm at the definition. All right, there's people here. Let's get the show on the road. Yes. So, sorry, brain fog. You're fine. So, I, um, I, I'm sure everybody could guess, right? Music does nothing for me, said so no one ever. <laughs> okay, Daddy, I got the message. I was got about it. to say. I'm not saying that music doesn't do it for people. It does it for me. That's that's my jam. But we would do the playlist and it wasn't getting that many plays. So I was like, maybe they like the one song we put out. Maybe we can recommend that song that's connected <laughs> to the episode. But a whole ass playlist, y'all didn't seem too interested. Well, I got a definition for y'all. I know we're interested, so let's go to it. Dale. Um, the amount of carbon dioxide on the carbon compounds emitted due to the composition of fossil fuels by a particular person, group, etc. That is what carbon footprint means. And so, what it does. And what it does. So basically it's you and what you do to the earth and what you provide to it right. and you take away from it. So the, yeah. Because <laughs> those emissions create, um, they, they heat up the earth. <laughs> yeah. So I do have a link which um I'm gonna put on the on the comments so you guys could click on it and check your carbon footprint, you know, how much you are emitting right now, you know, your percentage, and it will help you try to figure out how you could reduce all of these things we're gonna be talking about next. I'm putting it in the chat. Everybody let me know if you're actually able to click it. And you took you took the quiz. 
right? Yes, I did. Did we want to share our results? Of the um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I took it, the first time I took it, I took it basically blindly, but I took it the first time and I my percentage was 12% better than average. So my carbon footprint is 15 tons per, what, CO2 slash year, I guess. So mm. that's um, 1% below what the, what is it that the total um, per person, right. I guess you could say. So, mm -hmm. but yours is different because you had three. Uh, three yeah, people. I did it based on my, uh, my household, which is three people living together. And, and granted, like if I went more in depth to what actual, what our actual like daily consumption of certain things is, it would probably fluctuate a bit. Um, but based on the information I had at hand, it was mm -hmm. 30, what is it? 31 tons of CO2 per year is the total footprint. And that's 14% better than a household of three, which is, I guess, something to be proud of. <laughs> and at the same time, when you put into context what the consumption of the u.s is as a whole i took another quiz that was not this one mm -hmm. and that one made me really think of like other things i can do to to better my carbon footprint because i took it and based on me as a singular person it would take 2.8 earths planet earths to sustain my way of life that's, a lot. That's some shit. <laughs> I know we recycle. I will talk later about what recycling, like what it really does and how it's good and how sometimes it's not so good. So you have to think about what it is you're recycling. We'll talk about that. Chubby has some important recycling info too. So even taking all that, perhaps plastics and donate clothes. Ah, look, see, look at that. My mom, my mom is ahead of the game. She's knowing some stuff. But mm -hmm. even in doing those small things, yes, it, it it causes impact. But it depends. And even then, for one person. So if at one person, it takes that many planet Earths, non-reusable, like non-reconstitutable um, resources. Could you imagine what it takes for the billions of people on the planet? That shit's crazy. That's how I mean, put it into that perspective. It's own galaxy. The hell? And multi-purpose. And that goes into saying that you know how people don't believe that global warming. Yeah, that global warming is a thing. And it, yeah. it is because we're literally the contributors to that. We're the ones basically ruining the planet for lack of a better there's a particular just like our bodies, we know we have a fever when we take our temperature. There is a there is a temperature to the planet right and certain emissions add and change that temperature which is why we see the result of more hailstorms or or certain things or even to the point of in, in certain rainforests you might see acid rains right how, yeah and then the hurricane season how it we had more in 2020 we have more hurricanes like this it was way too many in the history of like that time and it, it was yeah. crazy it was more than usual so it's real it's a real thing it truly truly is i mean we've got places to start i think basically with like we always say for our more mental health directed episodes we're not therapists 
we're not, uh, you know, um, biologists by any stretch of the imagination. No. You know, our little activist hearts are doing their best. We're environmentalists at most. Right, yeah, we're just trying to educate you guys or and ourselves too on little ways yeah. you guys can change the planet in, in small increments. You know, it's not like you have to change your whole lifestyle right away, but it will be nice to start baby steps just so we could have in 50 years a home, you know, because in reading more about these things, I recognized how many things I'm like, oh, I already did that. And it's because a lot of it, like my my mom is big on finding those kind of repurposing uh tips and things like that so learn like that you learn from seeing the example but also in in reading i recognize i was like i don't do that i'm wasteful as fuck and certain things that i'm willing to do certain things i may not be willing to do maybe not yet is going through menopause too yeah the earth is going through menopause (laughs) Brian says we are not biologists. No, we are not. <laughs> That's the new hashtag. We're not biologists. But but yeah, reading is essential though. This is how we came up. We we come up with things, you know, to share with you guys because we it's there's a lot yeah. of information out there that if we took the minute or uh, the second to to read, we could actually make a you know make a huge difference. Yeah. So I mean I'm not Chuby, you're definitely closer to, to like being more along the lines of things that I, I hope to emulate one day, but I definitely have a ways to go. I am not the authority on minimizing carbon footprint by any stretch of the imagination, but maybe by the end of this, I'll have at least three goals to stick to, to minimize my carbon footprint. <laughs> what would those three goals be? Um, and, and we're going to talk about it in, in terms of like sections. We'll talk about food and clothes and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. In terms of food, I've kind of already started. So maybe we can, I'll start with food (laughs) and then we'll talk about food. Um, I went vegan and this was not to affect my carbon footprint whatsoever. This was, my cousin was doing a challenge and it seems like a fun thing to do (laughs) at the beginning of the pandemic. And as it is, I ate a shit ton of vegetables to begin with. I was like, the transition is not going to be that, that difficult. Yeah. And, you know, it has its moments and teachers on veg- being vegetarian and I, back and forth. But I try to stick to the vegan as much as possible. And it affected my health in a wonderful way. My kidneys don't process proteins the same, animal protein the same. So as it was, I couldn't really consume too many. Being vegan, I felt a lot better. Like my body felt better. And from there, I started reading up on it more. And then I started seeing, oh, it's a lovely contribution to planet Earth. I'm doing a good thing. And I didn't understand why. And now we'll talk about those things. <laughs> and, and with that being said, it's like, if you eat more uh, fruits, veggies, and like grains and beans, like instead of meat and dairy, which is the, they're responsible about 14.5% of man-made global greenhouse gases and what emissions. And because, you know, you feed, you feed them the production and processing and the methane. So the less you eat um, meat and dairy, the more you are contributing to less gases. So I've been vegan for, and vegetarian, vegan, whatever for 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 like my whole life. Like meat is not yeah. it. The only thing I had needed to 
was chicken. And, you know, whoever knows me personally, they know that I love chicken or well, loved chicken. So mm -hmm. that was the hardest thing to leave and like stop eating. But now I'm like, I don't eat, you know, and I don't eat dairy because I'm lactose regardless. So in that right. case, yeah, my body is, it was born vegan regardless. Like, right. eat, you know, certain, you know, and I'm allergic. For health purposes, it was helpful. And then <laughs> on top of that, you're doing a good thing. Yeah, so we yeah. also both love animals, so there's that. But for the oh, majority, yeah. like it, it wasn't my purpose. I, that I, wasn't like the thought process. I grew up on a farm. Like, why am I gonna? I don't wanna. No, we're never gonna get. I there. was reading. So there was a study. The mo they consider this one of the four most uh, like um, experiments done to kind of get a better understanding of greenhouse gases and, and, and emissions and global acidification and things like that. And it was published in Science, which is a scientific journal. Yeah. Um, but Oxford University found that, and this is in regards to being vegan, but in general, leading a more plant-based life, an individual can lower their carbon footprint up to 73% in just doing that alone. Um, because, you know, little by little, reducing farmland, what you're doing is 75% of reducing farmland to, for the cattle and whatnot. It's the emissions to create the feed, to maintain the land. Okay. And we're not just talking about, okay, this was the size of that farmland. No, no, you're talking about bigger numbers when they start deforesting to make room for cattles. And it contributes to mass wildlife ex extinction because they're going into now wild lands to cultivate primarily to feed these animals, right? right? And, and, and it's not necessarily just to grow extra for us. And that was a big to learn. That's crazy. And this was based on a study of 40,000 farms in 119 countries. So that's a lot. Um, no, no. Say what you're and just to say, we're not t telling anybody by any means to drop eating meat today. You eat, you do what's health, what's good for your health, whatever you want for yourself. Yeah. You do you. We're just giving you the information, and you take it as you like. Like we were talking about this before. We're like, I, I don't think that the PETA people, and I love you, I respect you. I'm so glad you care about the animals. Y'all have some fishy business yourselves. But like that whole pouring like buckets of red paint. I'm, I'm like, listen, you're not going to get through to people. Right. Each his own. Everybody doesn't have to do everything exactly the same way. But if we're more conscientious about certain things, we're still have the, a similar goal of, you know, general betterment. It's important. But and like I said, it's not about going 100 percent vegan and everybody or anything like that. But in being conscientious of our meat and dairy um production what that means you know we are a nation of supply and demand so it stands to reason if people are demanding they're going to increase the, the, the making of these things and it's gotten to the point that meat and dairy production is responsible for 60 percent of greenhouse gas emissions and we're not as bad as other countries did you see that picture at the beginning like during the pandemic of how the like what um what the air in china looked like before the pandemic and during yeah that was i remember that was scary impresionante 
the amount of toxins that were flying in the air prior to like, it's a huge city. It's a massive number of people. And, and we saw that around the world too. In Italy. Yeah. The water in the, in the world was, you know, cleansing itself. It was really shitty for us, but Mother Earth was like, hallelujah, una vacacion, gracias. Yeah, seriously, though. <laughs> it, it was. Um, you know, you got you just got me thinking that if you guys want to contribute to this carbon footprint and helping it, you could start by Meatless Mondays. That's what it's called, Meatless Mondays. Yes. You could start with that. One, one thing. What's a week, you know? And they call January veganary. I know a lot of non-vegan people that for the month of January have decided to just try to be vegan. And they're like, after this, me voy a comer tremendo viste. Amen. Eat your viste. Get your viste on. But they, they contributed for that month. <laughs> they did their thing. You're, you're doing little by little. Then eventually will become a habit and, and just part of your life. And, yeah. you know, if you and it's appreciated. Want. I mean, a lot of people have switched to having electric cars. A lot of people are taking like less trips or carpooling and those kinds of things are absolutely aids in lowering, you know, the general carbon footprint, right? Yeah, those are little ways you guys could help, you know, you know, reduce the carbon footprint, you know. But so. when it comes to our foods um, and being conscientious of those kinds of things, it's, it makes a huge difference. It actually cuts down more on emissions than taking less flights, than Right. Having an electrical car. Um, I'm sorry, food, food. Oh, I have stats on food. And I know you wanted to say some stuff about the food. Dale para allá. No, I was going to say about choosing organic and locally. Remember how we were talking about mm -hmm. that? Things are in season will help tremendously. Why? Because they're not being transported from anywhere else. And they're here or your local, you know, food yeah. market. And, you know, that's reducing emissions. So it will help. Besides, farmer's markets are so fun. Oh, yeah, they are. They're delicious. They usually have a lot of things going on, not just food. There's, like, vendors that make jewelry and stuff like that. So you're supporting local vendors, small businesses. And at the same time, you're getting quality comidita. I mean, obviously, with... The whole COVID, you know, six feet apart thing, you know, just keep that yes, in mind. There's that. Um, yes. <laughs> and so based on that kind of thing, um, I recently became a member of Misfits Marketplace. Now, there's a bunch of different companies that do this. And based on this information that I'm going to read to you now... <laughs> is why my family and I decided to go with it. That's my code. You get 20% off your first um, your first purchase. I want you guys to know, we do not work with Misfits Marketplace. This code is given to me as a member of it, and I'm sharing it in case you want to try it. Um, and there's many companies that do this. Imperfect Foods was one of the first companies to do it. And what they do is they do partnerships with farmers from different states. So in particular, Florida never had this until recently with Misfits Marketplace. And they work with local farmers and growers whose certain produce doesn't get sold to bigger stores. Think of your Publix, Winn-Dixie, Sedano, Fresco y Más, etc. Right? Uh, these places have a particular prerequisite for what their food needs to look like. So if you're if a carrot has like splits off into two, they're like, no, eso es muy feo. I do not wish to have this carrot. 
So they select this, and this is what happens. These numbers blew my freaking mind. 40% of food in the United States goes uneaten, 40%. And $218 billion in food is thrown away every year. 21% of freshwater supply is used to produce said uneaten food. Makes no sense. And 20 billion pounds of fresh produce go unharvested and unsold each year. That's just nuts. That blew my mind. You know how many people we could feed with that? You know, like nobody should be going hungry. Like, what in? That's just crazy. And the thing is, so that's what these companies do. They they grow partnerships with these people. Instead of this food being thrown out, there's nothing wrong with this food. Except the mother nature decided to make it a little funky. I think today they posted a, a thing of a pepper, a green pepper. And I had an extra like chunk growing out. It looked like a peepee. <laughs> it did. It looked like a peepee. So all that means is you're getting a little extra pepper. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> And sometimes, you know, certain stores are like, we have, they have measurements, like a pepper can't be bigger than a certain size. So all their peppers get chosen to be that size. If anything is too big or too small, it gets thrown away or left at the farm to rot or to be sold as farmers at farmer's markets if possible. So Misfits Foods and Impossible Foods and all these other companies like them, they have these partnerships. They make those vegetables available and you can choose between two different size boxes based on the size of your family and your consumption. And you can make it fruits and vegetables or all fruits, all vegetables, depending on what you want. And it sends you organic, locally grown seasonal fruits and veggies to your door. So yeah. you don't got to go to the store. <laughs> you don't have to go to the farmer's market if you don't want to. It does it to, you know, and all of their packaging is uh, eco-friendly packaging. It doesn't matter. So um, that's a nice, a nice thing because honestly, to think of how much food goes to waste when, cuando hay gente pasando hambre, es fuerte. Es fuerte. And I can't, I, I can do something directly by, you know, like you see right there, it says donate to the homeless. Absolutely. But when you can't do that all the time, the way to continually contribute is to make sure that you're, making use of the food so it doesn't go to waste those fruits and veggies they just rot nobody's replanting it nobody's doing anything fancy it just rots it's a waste and it took 21 percent of our water supply to grow it there's people that don't have water so we're wasting water to grow food that we don't eat right que vaina <laughs> It blows my mind. You just got me thinking about this. I use this thing called world meter and the world mm -hmm. meter tells me the percentages of everything around the world or whatever, you know? So the other day I was looking and it was telling me like right now it says CO2 emissions this year. The, no, the This year, the tons is incredible. What is I can't even read the number. It's in like nine, it's in the 10 digits right now. It's in that 3 million or something. So the, the, the carbon emissions, I, I was talking to you about this before the carbon emissions should be about 
1.8 per continent, right? 1.8 tons per continent. That's yeah. already in the millions, um, million wow. tons, right? Wow. But what you're, what you're reading is like billions, trillions probably, which is yeah, well, well, you know, In the U.S. alone, the per capita CO2 per year is 18 point la 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 la. And China, which is a huge continent, 8.5, I think it was. It, it, doesn't, it takes little changes, right? You, like societal changes for it to get to 1.87, but it's or closer to, but it's possible. Like um, I'm, I'm gonna say no, I'm looking at these numbers and they're just like skyrocketing, like under nourished people in the world. And then you look at the numbers. I don't know if you guys could see it. And then you see, look at this number. Look at that. Look you at know, that. like with the foods and the stuff. And then you, I just sit there and it's like, we are the ones creating this. This is our own fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not think it's indirectly directly but it is regardless how you want to see it so now that we've thrown all these scary facts and numbers (laughs) solution because problems no se arreglan solo um i i know like i have a a lot of friends that are not fans of that g's period i don't know how to fix that for them (laughs) or like how to like but for those of us who do have an inclination for at least some vegetables or fruits or want to um, do that or try to lead a more plant-based life, even if you're still consuming, you know, some animal products, there's ways and there's ways of making it last longer. Like we were talking about it before, you f- you use a lot of frozen veggies sometimes, right? Yes. Yeah, since I'm only one person, I, I can't buy fresh unless I want to cook that meal that day. You know, so I don't want it to go to waste. Basically. My mom, I all my food preservation and such, I've learned from my mama. Um, at home, we we no part of a vegetable goes unused ever. <laughs> my mother will put all parts into a stopa. Um, So no part of a vegetable goes unused. And if it goes unused, it's probably going into a thing of water to regrow it. My mother has grown lettuce kale celery from the nub of what was left of that vegetable and grow and grows it herself on her window shield window shield window sill (laughs) or in the kitchen we have potatoes growing in the back (laughs) like that's the thing that most people don't realize that some of the you know some of those fruits or i mean vegetables or whatever they could regrow yeah and a lot of your fruits and veggies you're like oh i don't like to buy uh, so many fruits and vegetables because they go bad. Um, washing certain fruits and vegetables in uh, diluted um, baking soda helps them last longer. Keeping some of them outside of the fridge versus inside helps them last longer. Sometimes keeping them like cilantro, like your herbs and spices. Sometimes you can keep them in a little cup of water on the counter and they will last you 50 times longer. Wrapping them sometimes in paper and reusing said paper helps it, like paper towel, helps it also maintain. And the freezing in the vegetables too. mm -hmm. And you can freeze them. Freeze them suckers. (laughs) Freeze them suckers. Um, and And it lasts longer. So there's those possibilities with 
with the food aspect of it. And again, no one is saying you are bad for eating the vaquitas or anything like that to each his own. But, you know, if you're able to kind of find a balance so that way it's not like the, the main thing of your life, it, it it does its bit to contribute. Right. Right. And another way you could, you know, reduce, you know, food waste is by, you know, meal prepping, uh, planning ahead, um, freezing them, you know, and I am the leftover queen. Reusing your leftovers. You could always make your leftovers into something else, into a new meal, but just make sure you don't. Hey, my mom's watching. I can't say that because she'll get mad at me because she's the leftover queen. <laughs> don't say it. your mama watching. Don't say I'm it. I'm gonna get in trouble. And but leftovers are the only. I like leftovers. Like what's what's? I mean, I believe leftovers are leftovers because they're just another meal. I'd say you made too much and now you. It's so good that you wanted to leave some for later. <laughs> right. I. I mean, I, I. I meal prep. Um. Sometimes like two days ahead or two days. I'm not too prep. great about the prepping. But if I have leftovers, does that count as it being prepped? <laughs> I mean, it's still left. I mean, basically, it's a prep to pull leftovers. So yes, basically. <laughs> so what do you guys? What do you guys do to like? Um, what do you guys notice that you guys do on your own life? That's like, oh, I am contributing to the world, and I didn't even realize I am. Oh, you know, just let us know in the comments below. We want to hear what you guys do in your daily life. I do way too much. Not way too much, but I, I, cause well, along the lines of food, who's food. crying? Who put, who put a sad emoji? Somebody put a sad emoji. I don't even know who it was. No, you're nene. No, it's tan serio. Along the lines of food, you know, we've talked about how there's, uh, you know, way of preserving the foods that we have, of things like Misfit Marketplace, going to mm -hmm. your local farmers market, and those things. But you had quite a bit to say about compost and composting. Composting, I find, well, it, not every city has it. I know that, I don't think uh, Florida, I found I found a link that I'm going to put in the, on the, here below, I'm going to put it right there, that you are able to find, I will let you guys know what composting is if you guys don't know what I'm going to, hold on. So if you go to compostnow.org, um, you can find one in your area. Like for you, Miami has one. Miami has mm -hmm. a compost. They will come to you and pick up your scraps. That's it's basically your food scraps. So whatever you don't need. You know, when you have a plate, there's a bunch of stuff left over. That you could put that in a bag or not. Well, don't put it in a bag because you're trying to, you know, put it in a container or something. And they pick it up, you know, so... You could do that one. So, like, uh-huh. I remember in school they used to do that. We used to have like a little composting thing and they were teaching us how to come. They don't do that shit no more. <laughs> they don't teach the children. Mm. Now, well, I don't in my school they didn't teach us either. I know there are some schools and I appreciate these schools. I don't know which ones they are exactly, but shout out to y'all. There are some schools that have farm programs. Oh, yeah. Schools in high school. That mm -hmm. is phenomenal that is awesome because they're not only dealing with some animals and having to take care of like the little goats and stuff and the chickens but they're having to learn composting and growing mm -hmm. herbs and a couple of tomatoes and things like that and they really learn the 
effort that goes into this. Not that they're going to grow up and be farmers. If they do, maybe they do. But at least we're learning the importance and appreciate where their food is coming from. It's really nifty. I like that. Yeah. And it also depends on the schools, you know, if they have the resources. Because obviously, like, for example, I went to a school that did not have that resource for us to have, you know, that program. So that also you know, it's a part of it too. Compost that now. I'm going to write that down. I like that. I didn't know yeah, that, that one will find an area near you that you could, you know, hey, I'm ready or whatever <laughs> for you to do your contribute, you know. But and this yes. one, hmm? No, no, go ahead. Did I spell that right? Because I don't, I don't remember. It, oh, it's, oh no. I put an R. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Literally. It's not supposed to, yeah, not literless. It's supposed to say literless. Literless. Yeah, I kind of forgot a couple of letters up in there. I don't know how to spell today. Well, that one will give you the guide. It's a guideline on what you need to, you know, for the compost. At home composting. And um, it will show you programs that you could uh, send them to. So they That's could. Awesome. This particular one has a different way to um you know help you and and have the, like a guideline of what you need to do what is acceptable like so that's why I like this one so i about the composting mm-hmm. um it's i was thinking like there's other ways like we we're just talking about growing like fruits and vegetables, if you have, if you're, if you have a green thumb and you're doing that, mm-hmm. like there's ways of re- like reusing tu comidita to grow your own things. Like we said, like the celery and the lettuce, but also if you boil vegetables, fruits and vegetables, you use that same water that you boil those fruits and veggies in to water your plants. It doesn't even have to be fruit and vegetable plants. It could be like la matica that you keep inside <laughs> and you use that water. Um, it has minerals that help the plant grow. So you're not wasting the water and just pouring it down the drain. You're using it for that. Even starchy water helps. So you're using those waters again. And the compost, you can even use, have your own little stash of at-home compost to help your plants grow. Eggshells is like the best um, compost, isn't it? Right. I and mean, this compost is composed of so many things like leaves, shredded twigs, kitchen scraps, mainly um, from plants is a great material for garden soil. So that, that like you said, with the water, that helps. Um, so that's why I like compost, because you are able to also feed the little critters outside. And we talked about this, how, you know, deforestations and things like that. So also when you're raking your leaves, rake them, but rake them to one side where other critters side are able to, especially during winter, they're able to grab those and make their little homes. But if you're cleaning and you're, you know, doing all of those things, they basically have nowhere to no basically destroying their, you know, their outside, their living. Yeah. So what I do with my scraps, I just throw them out into the yard and let all the beautiful animals out there, you know, have at it, guys. Go, go have fun with it. I never throw it away. 
And if I do, it's, you know, se me va, you know, but it's a human thing, you know, you, you just yeah. used to throwing it away. But I'm just happy that we told her about the water. <laughs> Making, changing lives. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm not reading comments, guys. I'm sorry. Thank you for reminding me. I was boiling beans. I'll do it. I'll put the thingy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I never throw away, um, the water that I use for anything, you know, if I'm able to actually, you know, yeah, yeah. the banana peels, exactly. I just mm -hmm. put everything out there. I just throw, throw it out there. And also for the, for the like beauty people of the world, all of these thingies have secondary uses and reuses oh, yeah. for, for like skin, for faciales, for <laughs> essential oils, those kinds of things. Um, I think we've like talked to death the food bit. Um, another one that for me is a lot of fun is clothing. Oh, yes. Well, for you. Clothing. I, I love thrift stores. <laughs> I love thrifting too. So, um, I went through a phase like in high school that everything had to be vintage. <laughs> the consignment stores and things like that was like life. And I also my my mom's godmother, she was big on buying all the things. So I had like vintage glasses and stuff like that to like pass down generationally, like fan like fancy wares. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah, what we're basically saying is like, you know, how you could help, just don't buy, you know, don't buy fast fashion. Yeah. I know we all into our new stuff, but. And you can buy, like, treat yourself. Treat it's yourself. perfectly fine. Trust me, I have a thing with boots, fake boots, though. I don't you know, brother. And, I, you know, I, I get it. But going to consignment stores and, you know, buying vintage or, you know, recy recycled mm -hmm. clothing. So you like it, yeah, if you like it and it looks cool go right ahead you know i know some that's not people's way of life obviously but i like i i enjoy shopping <laughs> like a lot especially accessories but i i did recognize like i had to you guys saw my happy new year's video from the empty warehouse i did realize i had so many bags of clothes like clothes on clothes on clothes that hadn't seen the light of day in forever and because I'm an actor, I do a lot of red carpets. I also model. So I had clothes that I bought for a shoot, never used it for that shoot, or wore the shirt once, never wore it again after the shoot, wore it to the one red carpet, never wore it again to any other event in life. And I was like, I have so much clothes and I have nothing to wear. So I was always... <laughs> that was crazy. It's funny because I'm the total opposite. Like... If I don't need to buy anything, I'm not going to buy anything. I don't care. I don't even care about the clothing aspect of it. I just, whatever, I'm content with whatever I have, you know? So. I, I It was a, a wake-up call, A, that I hold on to too much shit. That's A. <laughs> and B, that there was no need. Like, I could either have returned it or, 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 or passed it along. Like, after three months of seeing that, I'm not making use. Like, I could have. But. Man, and this is why I applaud a lot of theater companies. They don't buy the costuming, and obviously they're on a budget, but they don't buy things brand new. You yeah. become an expert thrifter. <laughs> like you really do, and you find amazing things and you create these costumes that look like a million bucks, and you literally bought it at, you know, um at a at a thrift store. Uh I don't 
jump to say goodwill right off the bat because I have personal issues with goodwill industries um, and how they run their shit. Yeah. You know, I do support, I've, it's not like I don't go to a goodwill. I've never been to a goodwill. I do, but I have issues with certain aspects. So I don't like throw their name around that comfortably. I mean, yeah, that's why, you know, you realizing that you own a, you know, you're owning a lot of stuff, you know, you did a, a yard sale, you got rid of some stuff yeah. something, so and it was very happy like i was able obviously you know we're in a pandemic we all going through it when it comes to the monies but like um it was partially that but it was also really nice to see something that served me well or in the moment that i needed it and see it go to somebody else and also and you're happy with your brand new toy right. and even then whatever didn't get sold was then donated and to, you know, it was also, I felt lighter. There's you all, I'm also making room for things that may serve me where I'm at now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so that was a nice feeling because it's very difficult sometimes to let go of things because you're like, maybe I can use it for this. And you never do. Right. And it just sits there. Maybe in an artist, like I, I, recycle upcycle what if everything and all materials are going to be used a hundred percent so all my art materials are being used for something i have paper but wait i could use that for something else so brian says compost not only helps the planet by creating new soil and feeding microorganisms but also lowering our trash output yes exactly yeah total and so along the lines you just mentioned, upcycle, recycle. So those are fun things. And like on our um, episode of the hustle, the hustle is real. We had a cosmic, the cosmic creations, cosmic creations, and they do upcycle art and merchandising or merchandise, right? <laughs> Which is super cool. Wasn't yeah. there like a, a David Bowie shirt that you want or? Was it a David? It's a David Bowie show that they put in this amazing purple sweatshirt. And it was one of a kind. You're never right. going to see that. Right. Yeah, so I, love, I love that word. I, I appreciate that you looked this up because it's true. A lot of people don't know the difference. But there is, could you tell us the difference between repurposing and upcycling? Well, okay. Repurposing is like... Um, adapting it for uh for use in a different purpose this one thing right mm -hmm. and then upcycling is reusing um reusing it in such a way to create a product like the same thing but better so vanessa's layman's terms when to <laughs> explain this to her was you have a table repurpose it means now that table is gonna be a lamp right and if you're really fancy my mother has done this my mother is a a repurposed artist so she'll take the insides of a sofa and make it into a sculpture right so yeah. so you take the table you needed a lamp uh upcycling is you make the table that's all scratched up and orange and you make it beautiful brand new green table yeah, <laughs> it's still a table yeah so uh repurpose oh. use it as something different upcycle use it as if it were brand new. Right. So, I mean, they sound the same, but they're not. But I love doing both. I love turning something into, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. 
And for all the people of the world that are like, I am not that person. <laughs> I am do it yourself to a point. And then there's other things that I look at. I'm like, it's great in theory to want to do that, but I don't want to do that. But there's plenty of upcycle uh, small businesses like Cosmic Creations that take those things that you want to find and they make them really interesting. And it's custom. It's all yours. You're not going to find another one like it because yeah. it's not like they found the same table 50 times and did it 50 times. It is that table that they created. You have a work of art. I love that. Oh, my God. I don't know. I love I love upcycling, repurposing. I just love all of it. I, don't, I, don't, I just love creating. Yeah. And I, a friend of mine, uh, her apartment, she's got a really good balance of like brand new things. And then she's got some really cute repurposed things. Like her coffee table was a repurposed coffee table that the bottom um, was wood that was like comido. And then the top was a bunch of like Broadway posters that was covered with resin. So that was intact. Yeah. So she found another coffee table that the bottom was perfectly fine, attached the other top to it, brand new coffee table. <laughs> so you can have your mix of things or you can have your whole place all repurposed, all yeah, it's, it's whatever floats your boat. Exactly, whatever floats your boat. But honestly, I mean, we got to think about not just for today, we got to think of a couple of years ahead. Yeah. And, you know, that's the scary part to me. Because how long do we technically, you know, when is Mother Earth going to say, give me back my my home? Like, yeah. I, I want it back. And then she just, like, flips her lid and we're done, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the, the saddest part. We should go on to plastic now because it's... Dale, the recycling, yes. Most I, most of you guys know the, the numbers that are under your plastic containers or something like that. You know, you see a one, you see a two, you see a three, you know, all the way into what? Seven, I believe there is. So you cannot recycle all of those together because they are not the same. So, for example, a soft drink like a bottle of water, it's a one meaning that material that was made with it, which I cannot pronounce, polyethylene. Polyethylene. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, that bottle of water is only recycled with that. So you cannot mix it with the number three because that is poly, can you read it? Polyvinyl. <laughs> number uh, three. You said it, polyvinyl. So those uh, one and three are not the same. So it's like they're not going to mix well, so they can't be recycled together. So those numbers at the bottom of anything, they they of any plastic um, material, they mean something, you know. So, and then there's other plastics. About 300, 330 million plastic bottles go to the landfill. Oh, and Jesus. that's literally yeah. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking bottles. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say stop drinking bottled waters, but another way you could do is, um, what is that thing called? Getting a filter for your... Yeah. Getting a filter. Well, this was something that I was trying to do, and I failed recently. Okay, you know, I was trying to, like, my mom gets the five-gallon and three-gallon bottles oh, of water, yeah. and we have a dispenser in the dining room. 
Uh, and I was trying to fill up one gallon and keep it in the fridge. I've, and I stopped filling it up. And I, and I go to the bottle, like the water bottle, instead of using like the reusable bottle. But maybe that's something I'm try. I'll try to make a conscious effort about because I do I do use a lot of water bottles. I do. Yeah, I mean, ever since I, you know, moved here, and you know, the because of the COVID, I haven't been able to, you know, go get a uh, filter. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's no excuse. I have the internet. I could go do that now. But I didn't think it was that bad until I right. realized, oh, my God, because I've never used bottled water. Yeah. And Wait, they don't give us no money. But as you see, as I drink from the bottle. I don't know how you're drinking that water. The alkaline level in that is so high. Anyway, we're not is talking it? about that. It's and hot. next episode will be about alkaline levels. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it is, it is what I'm drinking right now. Okay. But anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. That study creeped me out. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> but I didn't know it was that bad that I was using that many bottles of waters. And then I was like, I've always used, you know, the dispenser or the filter always, you know, and then, you know, carry my bottle of water with my little filter, BP, whatever. And, you know, but I, that's the one thing I have to change this year. So that's my, my thing, you know? Okay. Goals. My goal, yeah. the reusable bottles versus the thing and my mom's really good about that my mom also doesn't cook with um like she only cooks with purified water so that's why we have those five gallon jugs because it's also yeah. the water she uses to cook because then she uses that water to what to water the maticas <laughs> and the garden is really hers so I, the, that trick is all hers i did i learned it from instagram she learned it from life <laughs> So those are those are one of the ways you are able to um help reduce you know the plastic intake you know like a zero waste you know when you buy something make sure you know i mean i know it's hard to do actually do a zero waste yeah. with people but and now in talking about the recycling i was trying to look for the numbers i had seen yes yes uh national geographic here we go in just the u.s alone an estimated, there's an estimated use of 50 million straws every single day. And 8.3 billion plastic straws pollute the world's beaches. 8 million tons of plastic fl flow into the ocean every year and straws comp uh, comprise about 0.25% uh, of that. That shit's nuts. So that's why we've seen like a lot of places begin to use those cardboard straws, which I am not a fan of porque se hacen mierda. It's, but it's the same thing. Uh, well, cardboard? But the, the, exactly. So they have like the paper and the thing. Not a fan. I have not used this yet. <laughs> but I'm gonna. The, uh, add this to the goal. See, there's the third one. The water bottle, the straw, and and, and well, the food thing. I already did it. I gave you a bottle of water, so you yeah, you did. That was my Christmas present, so I'm gonna use that. But this was a little gift to get. So you know, we did the plur episode. Y'all know I went to Okeechobee, um, and it was my joy. And they send you a little box full of little nuggets and trinkets, and it's actually like recyclable like eco-friendly just like the packaging for misfits and the outside is like seeds and you can plant it and little maticas will grow and they gave us this vanessa thought it was a light for the longest time until one day i thought i broke it because this came off and no 
it's a reusable straw. And for those of us who are like, I, ah, cool, gross, I was that person. It comes with this little bitch. Yeah, you clean it. So clean it, click, click, click. And okay, but here's my qualm. There's these little nuggets. But I, I have learned that there's ways of cleaning those little nuggets as well. You you dip the straw. So to be, you know, this is like a, a you have to be cautious of how you're using your straw and how you clean it too. But it is nifty. I'm so excited. Yeah, I have I have two straws that I've used. Obviously, I mean, if you take care of them, they will last you a while. Cute little carrying case. Take them everywhere you go, and then instead of having them, oh, give me a, a plastic straw. Yeah, watch out. This may be the next, like, no filters, no fuel merch. <laughs> we'll be giving these little metal straws. Um, they're hard to, like, keep around and hang out. So, like, this is why this one's so nifty, because I've seen the other ones that are just a metal straw. Like, do andar con eso in the street? Like, hey, hey. Metal straw. <laughs> I will. Uh, not foldable like you. I, listen, I see my friends all the time. They'll go to rehearsal and everybody's whipping out like they're, and they walk out with like a mason jar mm -hmm. with their juice for the day or their water for the day. And then like in there because glass is a better container. And I was like, damn, you're dedicated. That's real. You're not going to see. I will probably break the glass. That's, pro that's mainly why I don't use it because I'm that person that'll break their mason jar. <laughs> It might be too hard for my hands, so, you know, I need to get... Yeah, it's, that's, that's a lot. Um, but, you know, again, I say to each his own, you do what you can do. Right, Mason right. is not my thing, I will have the BPA-free botellita. Me too, yeah. I mean, ba baby steps, you know? Like, and, I, and to me, I lose my bottle everywhere. So having, looking for my sports bottle, whatever it's called everywhere, I'm like, when did I leave it? Yeah, that's gonna be me yeah. looking for it. But guess what? It's gonna train me to be like, you don't have a bottle of waters anymore. You have that bottle, you're gonna yeah. fill it up and that's it, that's what you have, so. And when it comes to recycling, the, the rules have changed a lot and this changes from state to state, from city to right. city. Um, You know, they, they count it as bottles and they count it as boxes and paper. But for example, like, oh, my croissants came in this cute little plastic thing. You can't recycle that, which to me is such caca. Um, it has two different materials on it, though. It's different materials, but I feel like can they sort that out? No. So now they decide, they have sorting machines. It's very complicated. My aunt tried explaining it to me and it just gave me a headache. But also, in an attempt, yes, a plus is definitely to recycle. Um, but still, even within recycling, there are issues because it still takes, you know, emissions. It, it still creates emissions to re repurpose these materials, to break them down, to reuse them as another bottle, as another whatever, or as whatever the case may be. So the, the whole idea is to lessen the use of, right? So by using these reusable bottles and that and... Um, now they have a lot of, uh, like Amazon and Misfits Marketplace. And a lot of them are using eco-friendly stuffing and stuff like that for their packaging because there's so much of it. <laughs> and so they have to have either a way for it to be recycled or be reused either by the home or there's ways that you can return it. Uh, oh. I, will get, I will get you this link. But Amazon now has a thing. If you fill the box, one of their boxes up with clothes and whatnot, they'll donate it. 
uh, they'll, they'll get the clothes donated to where it's needed. I'll get that link for you so you can put it in the final video. You know, um, that envelope thing you were talking, telling me about that had the seats on it, like they could be, um, you know, mm -hmm. I like yeah. that An envelope like that would be nice. Like, cool, I can reuse this envelope. They do, like, they have them. It's the cutest damn thing. And also, I am a big, I haven't done shit on with it in a while, but I'm a big Pinterest person. Mm -hmm. And the, for the people that are do-it-yourself but not to the max, there's cute little things like that. And you can make your own little seeded paper, which I find really fun. <laughs> there's this company that has their corkscrew, their cork thingy for the wine bottles that is, um, it's a tree. You could plant it. You could, yeah. That is nutty. Yeah, and I forgot the name of them, but... I thought I think that's a cool idea that you don't have to throw okay. them, and it yeah you could reuse that you could re um what, what's the word I'm looking for plant it re yeah. re yeah. I have that that big I think this would be a good time as any because it's something that I want to be able to talk about a little bit before we sign off the James Wildman thing. Okay. So do you know what time it is? It's <laughs> So, along with quote quotes, I have a very big quote quote that deserves conversation. And I also have two, like, quote quotes um, for today. Um, the two mini quote quotes are plants can survive without humans, but humans cannot survive without plants. That is truth. By unknown, but it's true. So, I say we take care of our matigas a little bit more. And the other one is we're living on a planet as if we had another one to go to by Terry Swearigan. And we don't, as of yet, as much as people no. are exploring our big, wide, beautiful universe, we don't have another freaking planet to go to yet. So stop acting a fool. We all need to work a little bit. I'm very <laughs> against this. I don't want it yet. I don't care. There's no point of having this one when you're going to run another one. So no, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry. See, what makes you think you're going to do it better on a different one? Exactly. <laughs> we haven't learned on this one. Yeah. Which me brings me to this. Okay. Which on. brings me to this. And this is the, uh, hold on. I want to find the name of the, 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 um, Caramba. So I saw a video a while ago that when I first became vegan, I started following a couple of Instagrams and it brought me to this video about this man, James Wildman, discussing, he's a human educator with the, oh, I'm going to find it right now. He works, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm going to find it because I don't want to say the, the Animal Rights Foundation of Florida. Um, and yes, that's the name of his, now it's the, Chubi said this, and I totally agree. The title sounds a little preachy, 101 Reasons to Go Vegan. <laughs> but the man, again, with like with any information that you read, find, read more, find more. <laughs> uh, don't just base it on that first shit that you read. 
Uh, also, it's okay to disagree. If you agree with some things and you can use it and assimilate it to your life, I mean, if it's of no value to you, at least you know a different perspective of something and you can hold now a conversation with somebody about it. And if it speaks to you completely and changes your life like it did me, <laughs> then go with it. Uh, this guy has a great way of explaining um, how we've been conditioned to believe certain things about what we eat or about eating animals in particular. But in general, he shared this one particular message that I think fits everything in life. Everything, not just being vegan. And I might be misquoting him here or there. And I also would like to, I'm going to read it as he said it. He says, if you're told a certain lie, I want to change it to just general information. Because in general, information that we're provided consistently, we start to assimilate as a truth or as a fact. So he says, if you say it enough times, you convince yourself it's a truth. If you're told a lie enough times or a particular piece of information enough times, it becomes part of your reality. So truth, reality. And if enough people are told that same lie or information, now it's a part of the culture, truth, reality, culture. And if that culture passes on to uh, that misinformation to the next generation, now it becomes a tradition, truth, reality, culture, tradition. And we must remember that just because we have a tradition, it doesn't mean that it is morally acceptable. Tradition does not equal morality. And he then went on to give the example of, are there things, and in the comments, please feel free to share because I'm curious to see which ones you guys say. Traditions that have been a part of our history that now in present day we look at and we recognize that they're not morally correct, right? I'm sure we can think of one that is very prevalent, you know? I'm going to give them like two seconds. Brian Peterson, yes, my quotey quotes. You made that song. <laughs> so uh, if somebody can put a tradition, that, like a tradition, a, you, an American tradition that we recognize now that it was not, that is not morally correct. Multiple. Multiple. Give me one, Danny, just so I feel good. So I can continue with my thoughts. <laughs> there are multiple, though, because there are so many traditions that with time as a society, right, and as we understand each other better and take the time to do research and, and understand how certain things function, we recognize that maybe we were wrong at this point. That doesn't make the historical value of it any less. Right. We need to know that to know the difference, right? So... I'll do it since nobody put it. Stock market as in what's going on now. Uh, actually, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that's an interesting take on this particular thing. What I was talking about was more like um, slavery as a tradition. Like you can consider a tradition of the yesteryear that now we know is morally incorrect and unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Um any kind of racism or discrimination, right? That leads to the ending of a human life because they are different, right? Unequal rights for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, people who exercise ableism in a way that is unfair to those mm. with that learn differently. All of those things are traditions that are placed that a certain type of 
person or a certain type of environment can only be that thing. As we learn more about it, we've learned that they're not true and that they're not morally correct by the standards of where where we've come to. And then there's right. just some things that I really do maintain because there is a difference between right and wrong. That being said, this man, uh, James Wildman, applied that to veganism in the sense that, you know, we're taught, uh, he compared strawberries and pigs. And he's like, what do you think of when you see strawberries? Mm, delicious berries, smells pretty pink. And when you slice it, mm, still delicious, smells pink, right? And you think food and deliciousness and strawberries, because a strawberry is a strawberry. And then he had a picture of little pigs, like baby pigs on the side. And everybody's response, oh, cute, whatever. Okay, great. But nobody associates that directly with bacon. <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then he explains, what if I brought the same pig here? Still cute. But then you slice them, you dice it, and you make them. So you you would not be excited to be a part of that. And then he compares it to like, but you still buy the bacon, right? You, do, you don't support it inherently, but indirectly you do. Taste-wise. Right? So... Not but he but he then shows a picture of puppies, right? And says, you wouldn't think about killing a puppy for food. But there's countries that do. They eat dogs right. and cats as food. And pigs and chickens are pets. So culturally, it, there's a lot of differences. And it's what the story that that culture has told itself and generations, right? right. So, and I talked with Chubi about this before, the same way that the whole concept and opinions and perspectives about mental health has changed significantly in the last couple of years and how people are being more open about it. And this thing applies. The story that we've told ourselves are like that are placed in us by our parents, not just about teachings, but about we've talked about, you know, attachment styles and all of those things. Right. That's a story that's continually told that stays with us. Right. So it's the same thing we have to, it's relearning and unlearning certain things so why can't we apply those same things to our food and our processes of creating said uh resources of our resources for energy conservation of energy etc yeah now that you mentioned that i was going to mention ways to reduce you know your energy like you know on your house like turning off the lights when they're not in use or unplugging certain items you know when they're not in use uh, oh if you do an energy audit at your house you know to check um how you use or waste your energy depending on your um well if you live in Florida, FPL has, you know, they have that. And they include it in your bill so you can see exactly. it. Exactly. So you can see it automatically and it tells you, breaks it down and it tells you, esto, esto, esto. And then you could go based on that. You could be like, wow, I am. What, what is going on here? And that that could help your bill and yourself, obviously, at the house. And it helps the planet. And How can you be mad at it? <laughs> the light bulbs, you know, that... What is it called in in condensing? Yeah. yeah, it's really funny because Little a lot thing. of I, they've been there's been a lot of developments in like for example you can change your air conditioning thing to be an energy saver one so it is an investment they're expensive as hell but that initial investment ends up paying you back in how much you save in your bill and so if you're in a position to do something like that it's it's a positive for you if you're not like 
I understand because I am not in that condition. <laughs> but if you have that possibility, you take the ones that you can. For example, I know a lot of people that the light bulb thing. Yes, it's an initial investment. Or you buy a big ass box of those LED lights that last longer. Yeah. But it it saves on your bill, and it helps. It helps you your pop kit. Right. I have those not here, but I think in the back. And the same thing for the air conditioner and the refrigerators. And a lot of them have those, like, energy saver things. Honestly, you already know what you're purchasing. And it's tax deductible. Right. <laughs> um, you can also sign up for your electricity to, uh, from, from clean energy through your local uti utility, you know. So you could go to green-e.org and... You know, see if they could help you with that. Mm -hmm. You know, clean energy, that will be. Yeah, there it is. You know, it's really funny. I So I grew up in DR and over there, the stoves are still gas. Yes, I grew up in Puerto Rico. Yeah, we still had the gas. We still have gas, right? And mm -hmm. there's a lot of places in Florida that still have gas too. And a lot of people change it to electrical. Now, that's perfectly fine because, they, like I said, now they have a lot of those. Um, General Electric is one of those really good ones that have mm -hmm. really taken the time to create um, appliances for the home that save on emissions and, and, and like and help you save money. And they put it right on the sticker on, right. your, lawn, on your washing machine, on your dryer. Uh, but in general, if you still happen to have one of those houses with the gas, stick with it. Yeah. Just be safe. Nobody wants a little gas leak. Be safe about it. <laughs> but it will also help you because while everybody else electricity, you can still cook. You can still do something. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm gonna name another few ways so for you to reduce your carbon footprint. You know, just uh, real quick before you know we gotta go because we don't want to keep you here for two hours. Yeah. Honestly, if it's possible, drive less. You know, if you're able to walk to your destination, carpool, um, transportation, public transportation, if you have any nearby. Obviously, if you have to go to work and that's the only way, okay, but, you know, you know, drive left as much as you can. If you don't need to be out, especially in the COVID, don't. The same for people without any indices, you know, they also want to be out there, but, you know, people can't. Anyway, mm -hmm. so... <laughs> um, Oh my God, what else? Uh, yeah, just do everything in one trip if you can, instead of like leaving in and out, you know, like, I was, oh crap, I have to go here and here. Errands, when people run errands, you know, do everything in one trip. And if, you're, if, you, if you are able to get everything delivered to your house, you know? Right. I mean, it's really be funny because, and I'm guilty of this, we mm -hmm. all have, we all have that unintentional excuse as to why we don't do certain things or make a certain right. change. It's more efficient. It's whatever. But in reality, what became our comodidad became a comodidad because we got used to doing it the particular way over and over and over again. And it may not necessarily be because it's more efficient. Right. Right. So I think in reprogramming ourselves about certain things and that's why I say not everyone has to do the same thing for it to work right Right. but if we're all doing m the majority of something that could be useful 
individually and as a whole to the planet, because we all live on this motherfucker, right? I think a lot of people learn by example, right? I learned a lot of the things that I know how to do from watching my mom do it, my aunt do it, my friend do it a different way. And then I figured out my own way of doing it, but it's still along the vein of getting the same result, right? right? So if, if we're all learning kind of those tips and tricks, it's helpful. Um, you know, plants are not just food, they're medicine. They're what create the fibers for our clothing. So it behooves us to be conscientious of these resources and create a more sustainable way of living because it's really nice to think of the next 20 years that you'll be alive and, you know, I just won't have kids is not really an answer because there, there is life beyond our existence you know they'll be the children's of tomorrow right and us in 20 years are going to be able to do a lot less than us what we can do right now so why not create an environment where we can at you know in our old age relax and be able to do things habits are created with consistency right um, remember how we were talking about the carbon offsets? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That to to those that okay. So carbon offset is the amount of money you can pay for a project that reduces greenhouse gases somewhere else. So if you offset one ton of carbon, the offset will help capture or destroy one ton greenhouse gases that will otherwise have been released into the atmosphere. So offsets also also promote sustainable sustainable development and increase the use of renewable energy. So there's plenty of ways we could do that. So you know, like paying eight dollars for this will reduce this, five dollars for this. And if we, do, I mean, if you want to help in little ways, you could you could do carbon offsets. So yeah. find it in your area where you're able to. Um, you know, find a cover option. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as the last thought, uh, my mama put this, and it's very true, um, the the drugs that they give to the animals, right? We talked about being a nation of supply and demand. And in order to meet those supplies, the people, the higher ups don't really think about much except the bottom line. <laughs> and so you got to make the bigger, badder cow or the bigger, badder pig um and keep that going and it's really unfortunate because what we see is the less fortunate communities um that don't have access to organic and home and and and, and, you know locally grown foods as much because it is pricier because supply and demand right um what they're subject to is a lot of canned foods which are high in sodium and preservatives and of course, in the production of these animals, even 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 eating grass fed, uh, you know, cows and stuff like that, it's helping with emissions, but it's not entirely because they are still taking up those plots of land. Um, but that being said, it has its toll. It takes its toll on the human body. We see so many things now, um, from mental health to actual physical disorders that are born of our nutrition, right? Um, and horm- and so many hormonal uh, Im- 
differences in our bodies. And you see that in men or women, the ingestion of certain, uh, you know, chicken products and whatnot because of the hormones that they're given and throws off their hormones incredibly. You know, and there's there's some conflicting studies, but for the most part, a lot of the studies prove that what you eat really does make up your body. So to be careful what you put in it and where it's coming from. Uh, so it's true, the drugs given to them, because then what we're just helping pharmaceutical companies have to treat things that wouldn't have existed in the first place exactly. if what we're taught is to be wary and conscious and considerate of what we're eating versus like, comételo y tómate una pastilla later to feel better. Right. We're putting our money in the wrong places. That's what I think, like... Um you know, treat your body good, like feed it, you know, obviously take care of yourself, know what's good for you, you know, oh, this makes me break out, then don't eat it, there's something wrong with it for a reason, like, you know, this makes me sick, or this or that, just figure out what you're feeding your body, what's good, what you should keep, or, you know, want to keep that's good, and the rest, get rid of it, you know, because at the end of the, and remember to drink water, okay, water. And excess within control. We all know that oh. a lot of this is easier said than done. Like Chubby says, one one step at a time, one day at a time, baby steps, baby steps. Baby steps. Hashtag baby steps. For drinking your water, you know. Right, especially because it is easier said than done. A lot of the other habits, like nobody expects you to go from, I eat meat every day to like next day, that's it, no more. Oh, no, your body will go through it. It's just like any other drug. Yeah. Like your body will go through a withdrawal of it. So it's like a, a decline, a, a readjustment. You figure out what works for you, for, for your body, for your household, right? And what kind of impact you want to have on the planet, on your community. There's nobody that's going to be behind you with a gun saying, you have to stop doing this. Or you have to start right. doing that. Just add your own awakening to the collective consciousness. And if we all do a little bit of that, we'll go a lot further than where we've been in the last maybe couple of decades that it's <laughs> a few decades versus couple. And with all this being said, global warming is real. Listen, I put all those people that say that global warming isn't a thing in the same list as the people that say that the Holocaust didn't happen. Y'all need to pick up a damn book. Watch the news. I don't know. Do something with your life. The hell. Go outside. Go. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Yeah. In certain places, all you have to do, if you've lived somewhere long enough, you know what it feels like during some month or another. All you got to do is go outside to know that mother nature is going through it and we're not helping her. It's like the other day was hot and now it's like in forties. I was like, why? I had seen this, uh, this meme and this will be my final thought. <laughs> I had seen this meme that really struck with me at the beginning of the pandemic about how yeah, mother nature is going through her thing and not, there's evolution in everything, even on our planet. But that being said, let's not be a parasite to our planet and continually make it sick because we saw the difference when a lot of us were staying home and not doing the same day-to-day -day functions because we couldn't, right? And even when we went back to it, it wasn't to the same capacity where people were right, automatically doing it differently to save money because 
we don't a lot of us didn't don't have jobs right so what happens automatically our planet starts to appreciate that and act differently it evolves just like we do um so let's not be a parasite to our planet let's coexist right so it's a symbiotic relationship versus a parasitic relationship right with mother earth mine mine is just educate yourself read read reading is essential just be conscious that we only have this one earth one planet one basically one life and if we want to keep it for a little bit longer let's try to do our best you know um you know that's it take care of yourselves take care of this earth actually just Take care of it. If not, we're not going to have it for that long. Yeah. I just wanted to share Brian's thing last. There's so many benefits, not just world impact, individual impact. Mm -hmm. Especially if you know that these things run in your family. You want to keep a lookout. Don't be that guy. So, yes, it reduces risk of heart disease and stroke. Absolutely. Definitely. Excess within control, my lovelies. That's the name of the game. But with that being said, I hope you guys take away whatever it is that you did from this and apply it or, I don't know, what, continue with your everyday? I don't know. But at least one, take it one day at a time, one baby step. Do one thing, you know, this year that can contribute to a longer, you know, life. What were your three goals, to reiterate it before we head out? Well, I only have one goal, you know, to get rid of my bug. Uh, the bottles of water. I'm gonna try using this sucker. Although I haven't been using straws too much, but if I do, this will be the straw I use. The mm. water bottle thing, <clears throat> and uh, to be more conscientious of the clothes thing, because that really got out of hand, and I still have a shit ton of clothes. <laughs> so those are my three. That's all. <laughs> Stay fearless, y'all. Thank you for Stay watching. Fearless.